You are listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Hello, this is Dr. Penny Chris Etherton, President of the National Lipid Association. I'd like to welcome you to Lipid Luminations, hosted by Dr. Alan Brown and presented by the National Lipid Association. Our topic today on Lipid Luminations is lipophoresis, and our guest is Dr. James Falco, Professor of Medicine, Division of Endocrinology, Metabolism, and Diabetes at the University of Colorado in Denver. We're recording this interview at the National Lipid Association's 2011 Annual Scientific Sessions held this year in New York. Jim, thanks a lot for joining us on Lipid Luminations today. Thank you, Alan. So today we're going to talk about LDL apheresis, a topic that a lot of people aren't very familiar with. That's right. They actually uh, should be. This is an interesting technology that is available to those patients who have familial hypercholesterolemia. And as you know, this is a very common disorder, one of the most common genetic abnormalities we have. About one in 500 people have so-called FH, familial hypercholesterolemia. These are folks who have very high levels of the bad cholesterol called LDL. And usually the levels that we're talking about are levels of over 300 in an asymptomatic individual or over 200 in somebody who has heart disease. And this procedure is an additive one to medications. Many of these patients do not get at our goals where they get their LDL or bad cholesterol down. So this technology has been available for about 15 or 20 years, but it's getting more and more, not necessarily publicity, but more and more focus because it's been shown that this technology actually can have these patients have a much longer lifespan compared to just medications alone. All right, so let me ask you, Jim, we're going to talk about the types of patients that we might consider for this procedure and a little bit about the technology and maybe where people could find it if they need it. But let's start with asking you about what exactly is LDL apheresis and what's the technology? Right. The word apheresis just means removing a bad substance from the blood. So we have a machine that's about half the size of a portable washing machine, and catheters or tubes are put in the veins, and blood circulates from the body into this machine, and this machine takes the bad cholesterol particles out. Nothing else is removed. The LDL is removed, as well as another bad substance called lipoprotein little a. All the other blood and plasma is put back into the patient. So nothing's injected into the patient. The patient's sit for about two or three hours, and, you know, they're awake, and they they don't really have any problems with the machine. It's sort of like a dialysis in some ways, but it's much shorter. It's a commitment on the patient's part as well as the doctor's part because these patients have to come back about every two to four weeks to get their cholesterol removed. The patients that we see generally have a LDL cholesterol over 200. It's approved by the FDA, so it's not experimental or anything like that. It's very interesting because patients have less chest pain, less plaque production, lower chances of strokes, lower chances of vascular events. Many of our patients actually are statin intolerant, which is a sometimes a difficult problem in clinical practice because these patients generally need very large doses of statin to get to their LDL goal. 
So this FH is a common disorder, and this technology should be available to anyone. Unfortunately, it's not a, a routine test that you can find in a doctor's office. So let me ask you, then, if you have a patient that you might want to refer for LDL-apheresis, and they say, well, oh, my God, what am I in for? This is venous catheters, right? There's Absolutely. no arterial catheter? There's no arterial and, and catheter. And what's the duration of the treatment, and how often does the patient require the treatment? Usually we do it about every two to four weeks, depending on how high the cholesterol level is. One noteworthy thing is we do it on children as well. Some children have cholesterols of 800, and this is really the only life-saving procedure they have. So they come in about every two to four weeks. You can just Google LDL apheresis and you can find all the sites. There are several companies that provide the technology for it. It can be done in the hospital. It can be done even in an outpatient setting, but it has to be done where there's training and nurses are available and they've done the procedure before. Let me ask you then, as far as the actual technique. I think the patients will be reassured it's only every two to four weeks and not three times a week like dialysis. Right. And the duration is shorter and it's a venous catheterization. There's no arterial site. But if you were going to set up a LDL apheresis lab, can you tell us briefly what the actual physical plant looks like for... Well, uh, you need a sort of a site in which it could be done in an office with a nurse or a technician with a doctor present. There are several companies that can help with this. Uh, Kanika is one. Braun is another one in the U.S. There are several companies in Japan and Europe. But the two biggest companies right now are Kanika and Braun. They have the technology. They work with the physician or hospital or clinic to help with reimbursement and so forth so that the procedure is paid for. And it's uh, very gratifying to see these patients before and after they do it for a period of time. One interesting patient that we have is a physician who's a cardiologist, and we live in Denver, and he flies all the way from Billings, Montana, every three weeks with his wife. He sits and reads his cardiology journals. He's an EP cardiologist, and his wife will go shopping, and then he goes back to Billings, Montana. So he takes off on Friday. This individual had a heart attack in his 20s when he was a medical student. So we have a lot of testimonials like that. We have children that do the procedure and so forth. So it's a life-saving procedure, and it really needs to be thought about by all physicians who see a lot of bad lipid patients. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Lipid Luminations on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Brown, and joining me to discuss LDL apheresis is Dr. James Falco, professor of medicine in the Division of Endocrinology, Metabolism, and Diabetes at the University of Colorado in Denver. So, Jim, continuing on the discussion of apheresis, you mentioned that it's been shown to reduce plaque burden, reduce cardiovascular events. I remember years ago looking at how they calculated LDLs because when you put people through phoresis, their numbers drop and then they go back up. And they used to use like the root mean square of their cholesterol to determine what they've accomplished with the device. So I want to ask you to tell us a little bit about what do you measure after you put a patient on this procedure? And then secondly, what is the data that this actually reduces cardiovascular events? The typical scenario is someone will have an LDL of say 230 or 300 and they're on maximum drug therapy. 
therapy. They may be on maximum statin therapy, bile acid sequestrants. So they'll come in with an LDL of about 230, 240, and within two hours, their LDL will fall by 80%. So after the procedure, they will really drop their LDL quite significantly. Many studies have been done looking at inflammatory and biomarkers as well. For example, CRP, other inflammatory markers, will also fall very quickly within a matter of a few hours. And obviously, LDL has a pretty long half-life, so they'll start rebounding up. But when you look at the total integrated area under the curve, if you do this, you'll find that the mean LDL is much reduced over time. Unfortunately, we don't really have a placebo-controlled trial because it would be unethical to deny somebody medication and just do placebo versus LDL apheresis. But compared to maximum drug therapy in studies that have been published, people have looked at IVIS, plaque volume, clinical events, and it's been shown in evidence-based studies, not large studies, that this procedure will be over and above medication therapy. There's a number of studies from Japan showing that the chance of having another heart attack or a cardiac event is only about 8% over five years compared to medication in patients who have heart disease to begin with, compared to maybe 30 or 40% if they're on medication. So it's not a uh, procedure that we do as primary therapy. It's after you really work on some of the other things in these tough patients. Okay, so after that eloquent explanation of the data and the procedure, let's talk about what patients should be considered for LDL apheresis. And you mentioned a little bit about the baseline lipid values. I know there's different numbers on treatment. So someone has established coronary disease and you've maxed out their treatment. They have to have certain thresholds for LDL for their insurance to cover it. And then, you know, would you consider it in a patient that may be below those thresholds but continues to have cardiovascular events? So I'm going to give you the floor again. Tell us what types of patients should they Right. The typical patient is relatively simple because if your LDL is over 200 and you have heart disease, no question, we can get reimbursement. The unusual patient, we have to sort of fight for their rights. We have two patients, for example, who have LDLs in the hundreds, but who have increased LPA. And if you have LPA that is elevated, and many FH patients have an elevated LPA, we can generally uh, talk to the medical directors of various insurance plans and get approval. This procedure, remember, lowers LDL, and that's ApoB. So it lowers ApoB-containing lipoproteins, and LP little a has some ApoB with it. So we can lower that, and we generally can get approval. We have to do a little legwork, but it's been life-saving in some of these individuals. Less angina, et cetera, and there's studies to show all this. So if you have a patient whose lipids, they're maxed out on their therapy and their LDL is 130, and they continue to have cardiovascular events, obviously not near where you want them for goal, but they're FH patients. You've got them on statins, bile acid resins, and maybe azetamibe. Can you advocate for the patient to consider? Absolutely. We have one individual like that who is a nurse who has her LDL at 110. Her physician in uh, one of the small towns in Colorado just told her to take morphine for her angina couldn't do anything else, had several stints, couldn't walk across the room. Her LPA was 150. We got approval for her, and in the last 12 months, she's not been in the hospital one time since we've been doing LDL lipoprotein little a apheresis. 
That's fascinating. So tell me a little bit about, for people who have these tough patients, not only for our lipid audience, but for the primary care doctors that will be listening to the show, how would they go about finding a site to refer a patient if they think they have somebody who's appropriate? Right. They're actually, the FH group and the National Lipid Association has put on a big campaign, and there's a number of uh, websites. You can just Google FH or LDL apheresis, and you can actually find the number of sites in the U.S. and Canada. There's a physician in Anchorage, Alaska, who has one of the biggest units. I think he does about 15 patients. You know, it's work-intensive, but it's been life-saving for these patients. I'm sure the patients will be concerned. What are the possible negative effects of this procedure? What kind of complications can occur? What would be the rate of infections, et cetera? So can you fill us in on the things we have to watch out for with the LDLA phoresis? Absolutely. That's a very important question. There's very few complications. It's a very safe procedure. Two things that we do see occasionally are low blood pressure during the procedure, and that happens about 0.5% of the time. But it's very easily treatable because we just give some extra fluids during the procedure. One important thing is if patients are on an ACE inhibitor, we generally take them off because when the bad LDL particles go through the filter, it helps release bradykinin in the patient. So patients can actually get hives, and that actually can produce a little hyper tension. So what we usually do is to give a patient maybe 25 milligrams of Benadryl before the procedure kind of relaxes them, and then we make sure that the patients are off ACE inhibitors. No one has ever reported any infections, but that's always a possibility if you stick somebody in their vein. Occasionally, we have to put a shunt in somebody's arm so we can get better venous access. But about 70% of the time, we can just use regular peripheral IV sites to uh, insert our catheters. So those are the two, uh, I think, important complications of the procedure. I'd like to thank my guest, Dr. James Falco, Professor of Medicine, Division of Endocrinology, Metabolism, and Diabetes at the University of Colorado in Denver. Jim, thanks very much for joining us today on Lipid Luminations. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for listening to Lipid Luminations, presented by the National Lipid Association. For more information, visit www.lipid.org.